Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. You got me Hushmo driving this train this evening. How y'all doing? Hey, it's uh, March already, y'all. March, uh, March the 5th, 2016. Once again, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. And as we like to uh, kick it off every week, we're going to start it off with uh, our anthem. Like to start off with our anthem, anthem out You've broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. You can't find out.
Hey, y'all, uh, rise up. And we'll do it a thousand times again. So goes the song, y'all. Uh, that's when Miss Andra Day rise up. That's our, uh, that's our, uh, marching, uh, Tune out here on the Hushbow Black Forum, y'all. Once again, welcome, welcome to the Hushbow Black Forum. We uh, come to you live in living color every every Saturday from seven to nine out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Every Saturday from seven to nine on Blog Talk Radio. Find us on our web page. Go to Hushbow Black Hushbow. Black.com, H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K.com. And from there, you can uh, follow us to our Facebook page. Y'all check it out and tell a friend about us. We What we do, we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everyone. We do love everyone. Uh, just by extension, we find ourselves uh, advocating for that uh, community. Uh, and Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get out here uh, in our community. Uh, if anybody's been paying attention to uh, the presidential race, especially over there on the other Republican side, that thing is getting uh, downright right scarier. That Republican presidential race is getting scarier and scarier. Did anyone hear uh, or see uh, the Republican debate uh, this past Thursday? I've never seen anything like it in my uh, all the years that I've been following uh, politics. Uh, I, well, I go back to following po- uh, the political scenes uh, to 1958 to uh, yeah, young youngster at that time, uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, uh, got me interested in politics when uh, uh, during his run to uh, the president's, uh, presidency uh, back in 1958. Uh, I, you know, before then, I, you know, I was aware of Eisenhower and Truman when I was born. Roosevelt was president, so you know, I've been, <laughs> I've been in, the, I've been, uh, you know, following the game uh, or aware of uh, the political scene for a long, 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 long time. Uh, but uh, just uh, becoming really uh, is 
interested in it uh, that happened in 1958 with uh, uh, the advent of uh, John F. Kennedy on the scene, uh, the first Catholic uh, president. We, uh, yeah, first, uh, the first Catholic president. We we thought it was. Uh, but that Republican debate, just getting back to that thing for a second, that thing was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the vulgarity, uh, the just gutter, the gutter talker. You know, I'm not a saint. <laughs> I'm not a saint. That thing, uh, uh, you know, had me shaking my head. <laughs> you know, if it can, if, if something can cause the hushbo to, uh, to, uh, 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 blink, <laughs> you know. It's not. It wasn't family programming. I tell you that. That that debate, that Republican debate this past Thursday was not for family television, y'all. That was not G-rated. <laughs> that was not a G-rated uh, 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 episode. Uh-uh. That thing was crazy. People talking about. Uh, their genitalia, uh, how the size of them, and all kinds of crazy stuff. I never heard anything like it. I know good. I know one thing. Had it been that black president, we got Barack Obama talking crazy like that on TV. They'd have been ready to tar and feather the president, and probably would have, and probably would have. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard anything like it, especially from a presidential candidate. Oh, I heard it in the street, in the barber shop. You might hear anything. You might hear anything in the barbershop. I've heard talk like that in the barbershop. Now, no doubt. Hey, like I said, I ain't no angel. But from a from presidential candidate? Oh no, never, ne- never, not in my not in my life. <laughs> hey, I've got a free call in one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Free call in to the Hushbro Black Forum. We don't take many calls out here. We will take one if you got something to. Add to the conversation. Oh yeah, we we into politics. We're into politics for the next nine months, y'all. Trying to keep up with what's going on in the Republican Party. Well, the presidential election. There's a Democratic uh, race going on too. The Republican Party is down to four uh, four group uh, four uh, uh, candidates now: Donald Trump, uh, Ted Cruz, Mark Marco Rubio. And uh, John Casey, uh, I don't know. I think that thing is going to be a broken convention. Y'all, I don't see nobody getting twelve hundred. In fact, there's no. It's almost. It's going to be almost impossible for anybody to get uh, twelve hundred thirty-five votes or de- uh, or dele- uh, delegates. Uh, I think they need twelve hundred thirty-seven on the Republican side, like twenty-three hundred and something on the Democratic side to get the nomination. Of the respective parties, uh, Hillary, Hillary uh, is way out in front for what it looks like. Uh, I don't know about uh, uh, over there on the Republican side, though. I don't see nobody. It looks like it's going to be a three-way split. <laughs> All of them go in there with about seven hundred uh, delegates. <laughs> 
<laughs> imagine that. <laughs> hey, imagine that. We're going there with a three-way split. How, how are they going to sign that thing, huh? And Marco Rubio, Donald Trump, and Ted Cruz go in there with that. Well, maybe even uh, uh, Casey. All of them might go in there with about 700 delegates. Five. <laughs> that would be a real uh, a mess, y'all. <laughs> and that that's exactly what might happen. That's exactly why, uh, what might happen, y'all. I can see a scenario where uh, Donald Trump go in there with one more delegate than anybody else <laughs> and dare him to... <laughs> and try to beat him out of it. I can see a scenario where Donald Trump go into that convention with one more delegate than Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and John Casey and dare anybody to deny him the uh, nomination. <sighs> yeah, the Donald got him bamboozled, yeah. He got them bamboozled. He got this so-called Republican establishment uh, in full revolt. He got them in full revolt trying to uh, uh, stop the Donald. They said the Donald uh, do not represent the Republican Party. They just now came to that conclu- uh, uh, realization here uh, or just now uh, making that assessment after nine months. The man had been running nine months, and all of a sudden he's not uh, conservative enough or this enough to uh, uh, be a Republican. <laughs> According to at least uh, uh, the so-called, I don't know what it, the establishment is, but Mitt Romney, the last loser on that side, came out and made this big speech yesterday condemning Trump, called him everything but a, a child of God, y'all. Mitt Romney called the front runner in the Republican Party everything but a child of God. Talking about we got to stop him at all costs. <laughs> I, have anybody... Now, I've never seen anything like that, y'all. Here, here you got the front runner in the Republican Party, uh, <laughs> last year and the last uh, uh, Republican nominee for president, Mitt Romney, in an all-out brawl <laughs> with, with the with the the former standard bearer calling the pre- uh, emptive <laughs> nominee everything but a child of God. Uh, this, this is crazy, y'all. I, well, it's not crazy to me because uh, the Hushmo, uh, I've been talking about this for years, y'all. This ain't no new revelation. I said five years, uh, ten years ago, 15, 10 to 15 years ago, that that Republican Party was going to implode. It was just a matter of time before that thing implode, y'all. When all the Dixiecrats from the South, the old Southern Democrats, Twist parties <laughs> decided to join the party of Lincoln. <laughs> Y'all hear me? When the Southern Democrats, a.k.a. Dixiecrats, decided some 15, 20 years ago to start rushing over to the Republican Party trying to get away from black folks here in the South, 
I said then that that Republican Party was going to implode. That is a marriage made in hell. You cannot have the Dixiecrats of the South marrying in with Lincoln's Republicans. No way, that can't work. Here you're talking about a president who killed 300,000 uh, uh, Southerners in the bloodiest civil war the world has ever known. The bloodiest civil war the world has ever known, y'all. 600,000 people died. You're talking about uh, the South all of a sudden is going to join the party of that president who executed that war. <laughs> uh-uh, that can't work. You, you got Marco Rubio, Rubio running around the South now talking about uh, we got to protect the party of Lincoln, <laughs> the Republican. Hey, hey, I want him to go down there in Mississippi and, and, and tell that governor of Mississippi uh, that party of Lincoln, why don't he put a, a statue of Lincoln on the, st- on the state house uh, uh, steps and see uh, and see how much uh, a party of Lincoln it is to those folks down there in Mississippi. Uh, shoot. Come on, y'all. And they are running around now trying to uh, pretend that this is all uh, 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 hunky-dory. They don't, uh, can't figure out what's going on within the Republican Party. Why this thing is, uh, is imploding in front of uh, 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 your very eyes. Why is the Republican Party imploding in front of your eyes and they trying to figure out why? <laughs> Come on. They trying to figure out why. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, come on. This is crazy. If they don't know, tell them to uh, 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 <laughs> get in touch with the Hushmo. Hushmoblack.com. Uh, go to, go to that website and leave them some messages. I'll I'll fill I'll fill them in on what's going on. Uh, the Jefferson Davis, the Robert E. Lee's uh, Democrats, is trying to merge in with uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln's Republicans. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna work, y'all. That's gonna work just fine. Shoot, come on. It don't take a rocket scientist, y'all, to figure this thing out. It don't take a rocket scientist, but then you don't have uh, uh, very few people over there in that party believing science. It is just crazy, y'all. Hey, y'all, welcome again to the Hushville Black Forum. Got a beautiful weekend here in the ATL. I don't know. Things might be going south from here, though. Uh, they talking about rain and a storm coming through. Yeah. Had a little tornado or something come through the yard here the other day. Blew down a couple of trees in my yard. I got limbs all over the place, y'all. Uh, I don't know. But uh, hurricane season or whatever it is, Starting early this year. Yeah, this weather's all screwed up, y'all. Rush, Rush Limo saying nothing wrong with the weather, though. It's all a liberal plot. I don't know how liberals could plot uh, the the change in weather patterns. They got that much clout? Liberals? Or whatever they, whatever Rush call them? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm none of that stuff, y'all. 
liberal, progressive, conservative. I ain't none of that. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't profess to be none of those. Don't label me with anything. <laughs> That's how uh, people get in trouble now with all these different labels. That's what's wrong with the country now. Everybody's got a label. Everybody want to label everybody else. Don't label me. Don't label the Hushmo. <coughs> <coughs> If you want to tag a, a label on me, uh, it's victim. I've been victimized by the system. <laughs> that's that's my like. Put me in that group, uh, victim. Hey, I all know my motto out here: uh, to do it bigger, to do it bigger, better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Yeah, we like to keep everything on a even keel. We don't like to get too loud. Sometimes we have to crank the volume up a little bit just to uh, get our message in. Uh, and I, I tell you what, this, this, this <laughs> the noise that's going on, one group, you got the Republicans out there running, talking about the, the country is about to fall apart, everything's in dire shape, and then the jobs report come out, 240,000 jobs uh, are added Unemployment 4.9%, and they running around trying to make somebody believe that this president has screwed everything up. Why the hell? How can you go against the uh, the facts, y'all? Oh yeah, we can do more. I mean, obviously, you can always grow the economy faster and larger, and uh, 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 you know, get to a point where rate uh, wages are rising faster and higher. That's always a, a goal. Everybody is shooting for that goal. That 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 thing never uh, stop, y'all. The goal to improve the economy and improve people, uh, the citizens' uh, 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 standard of living. That's an ongoing process. Period. But this president has did an amazing job. When you consider eight years ago when he came into office, the country was losing some five hundred thousand jobs a month, y'all. <laughs> Come on, this guy has did a, an amazing job. Uh, uh, and if it was anybody else but this black president, they'd be talking about running him for a third term. Yeah, yeah. They'd be talking about running him for a third term because the cast of characters they got running now for that office is, is truly scary, especially on that Republican side. That thing is a whole. Is crazy, crazy, y'all. If either one of those characters get anywhere near that White House, uh, the Hushmo might look for an island. <laughs> hey, I might look for an island to, uh, uh, to spend the rest of my retirement years. Yeah, I'm serious. If any one of those characters get anywhere near that White House, I might look for me a island somewhere in the South Pacific. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm just saying, y'all. I don't know. I got a my peers weak. They always they they I love them to death and they. they 
forever provide me with uh, information to, uh, and, and I'm always learning. I, I, You know, I'm back in school again. I'm back in school at my age, <laughs> the only thing in the school. And, uh, but but I I, I uh, continue to uh, search for knowledge and, and my and my friends uh, bless their heart they always come up with this uh, all this information most of it I know let's just be honest most of it dealing with Black history I you know I'm an avid uh, uh, history buff when it comes to Americans of African descent their uh, journey here in this country. I, uh, I'm quite familiar with most of Anyway, you know, the argument about why and what started the Civil War. What was the Civil War about? Some people said it was about this. Some people said, oh, no, it wasn't about the slaves. It was about that. And uh, it was about keeping the union together. Oh, it was a money thing. And, you know, and then so... <laughs> One of my friends. Now I got the book in my collection. This is the chronological history of the Negro in America. Somebody put a bunch of historical facts together. Half of them don't make sense, but there's a lot of information in that. 1862. They go down through each year. Lincoln proposed Lincoln proposal for emancipation of Washington D.C. Negroes became law in April. Uh, April. Compensation of not not more than three hundred dollars was awarded for each slave, and a hundred thousand dollars was provided for the immigration of free men to Haiti or Liberia. This is eighteen sixty-two, right in the middle of the Civil War. Yeah. And go on to say he was pointing out. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, this one individual here. I, been over this thing with him a thousand times. Now, he was talking about Lincoln was trying to say the Union. He didn't care nothing about the slaves and blah, blah, this. So it said, President Lincoln in his public reply to an editorial by Horace Green, uh, Greeley as to the purpose of the war. See it. My paramount object in this struggle is to save the Union and not either to save or to destroy slavery. If I could save the Union without freeing any slaves, I would do it. If I could wait, save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. I could do it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. So this is not a real, this is not telling you... <laughs> What's on this guy's mind? He's the president now. He's the president. Okay, so this guy, bring me this article from this book, this collection of historical events and essays. And that's what I'll, uh, sir, thanks for the information, but I've got this in my book, Racism and Hate in American uh, Reality. I've covered all of this, Lincoln's attitudes and his opinions about the war and whatnot, and you know, no doubt, uh, he's the president. He's got to make a technical, uh, <coughs> uh, he's got to uh, 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 validate his actions uh, uh, before the people. 
in response to this one guy, he uh, was all over the place. My paramount object in the struggle is to save the union. That's first, that's the president's job. That's 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 his sole job that he got to protect the union. That's that's the point that he was trying to make. But when you analyze what people say, you have to uh, dig a little deeper into what he's talking about. Now, when I look at that statement, I say, sure, um, uh, sir. Uh, this is the president. But, you know, if you uh, take that whole thing, that whole period uh, 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 leading up to the Civil War, uh, uh, the five, six years of the Civil War itself, and then uh, uh, the period after, the 100 years after the Civil War, there can be no doubt. There can be no doubt in any reasonable uh, uh person's mind as to the cause of that conflict and the cause of that conflict was slavery no ifs ands and buts about it was slavery the south threatened to withdraw from the union to uh, secede from the union uh, in order to maintain the institution of slavery in order to maintain uh, ownership of their uh, African slaves. Now, I, you know, you you can look at this thing a thousand ways to Sunday, and that fact is not going to change. The cause of that civil war was slavery, the institution of slavery here in this country. No other reason. So I, I, I went back and looked at my book. I told him, break out my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, go to page 44. This is 1862, this response to uh, uh, Greeley that the uh, president was talking about, trying to explain uh, his actions. President Lincoln thought secession to be illegal and was willing to use force to defend federal law uh, uh, and the union. He's the president. That's his job. The first words out of his mouth uh, in the first inaugural address, quote, In your hands, my dissatisfied fellow countrymen, and not in mine, is the momentous issue of civil war. He says, in my hand, the government will not assail you. The government is not going to uh, attack you in any kind of way. You have in no oath registered, you have no oath registered in heaven to destroy the government. While I shall have the most solemn one to preserve, protect, and defend it. That's the president talking about the government, his job, his oath. He took an oath to defend that uh, uh, Constitution and the Union. Now, you know, that's clear. He, he uh, Now, that's not, you know, in, in fact, he ran on a, a anti-slavery platform. The Republican Party uh, ran an anti-slavery platform uh, while Lincoln was running for president in 1858 uh, until he got elected there in 1860. 
He ran on an anti-slavery. Did we care anything about? Was he in love with slaves? No, no. But he was, uh, you know, the South uh, was uh, dead set on fighting a war to uh, secede from the Union in order to uh, hold on to the slaves, y'all. Period. That's just a fact. You know, so, okay, this is 1861, his first uh, inaugural address. Uh, and it go on, uh, the war go on, you know, uh, uh, some four, 500,000 people a day. Lincoln get reelected in 1864. Uh, this is the second inaugural address after, you know, uh, having all these uh, nightmares about this bloody war and, you know, what's going on. He didn't know what was going on. Didn't nobody know what was going on. They didn't know. They, nobody knew what was driving that war. They didn't know. They didn't have a clue why this war was going on. So many people was dying. Hey, it was four million people praying for their uh, salvation, y'all. Praying to the man upstairs for their salvation. Hey, it was a higher power driving that war. There was a higher power driving that war. <laughs> Y'all, come on. Uh, so, now, the second order addressed uh, in uh, uh, January uh, 1865, Lincoln said this. This is the second inaugural address now. We heard about, uh, you know, his uh, uh, reason for uh, protecting the Union going into it was to protect, uh, to protect the Union going into that war. His second inaugural address, quote, fellow countrymen, at the second appearing to take the oath of the presidential office, there is less occasion for an extended address than there was at the first. Then a statement somewhat in detail of a course to be pursued seemed fitting and proper. Now, at the expiration of four years, during which public declarations have been constantly called forth on every point and phrase of the great contest, which still absorbs the attention and engrosses the energies of the nation. This is Lincoln's second inaugural address, y'all. Little that is due could be presented the progress of our arms upon which all else chiefly depends is as well known to the public as to myself, and it is, I trust, reasonably satisfactory and encouraging to all with high hope for the future. No predictions in regard to it is ventured. He still don't know how this thing going to end. Now, this is 1865. He still don't know how that war is going to end. Some 500,000 people did by then, or more. On the occasion corresponding to this four years ago, all thoughts were anxiously directed to an impending civil war. All dreaded it, all sought to avert it, while the inaugural address was being delivered from this place devoted altogether to saving the Union without war, insurgent agents were in the city seeking to destroy it without uh, war seeking to dissolve the Union and divide effects by negotiation. 
This is, I'm quoting from, or I'm reading uh, Lincoln's uh, second inaugural address, y'all. Okay, he, he's talking about how that thing was uh, uh, played out. And everybody was trying to avoid going to war, both the South and the North. But war came anyway. Okay, war came anyway. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Everybody was against war, but war came uh, anyway. And we got a call on uh, 404-921. Hold on, we'll we'll get with you. We're going to finish this, and we'll get you at the break. Just hold on. And I continue here with Lincoln's uh, second address. Both parties depreciated war, but one of them would make war rather than let the nation survive. And the other would accept war rather than let it perish. And the war came. <laughs> the second inaugural address of Abraham Lincoln is all one of the greatest uh, piece of uh, 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 it was one of the greatest addresses ever been made, uh, certainly uh, maybe the greatest ever uh, uh, been made by a president. <laughs> the second uh, inaugural address of Abraham Lincoln, y'all go check it out. And I continue. This is Abraham Lincoln. One-eighth of the whole population was colored slaves, not distributed generally over the Union, but localized in the southern part of it. These slaves constituted a peculiar and powerful interest. Listen to this now. These slaves constituted a peculiar and powerful interest. All knew that this interest was somehow the cause of the war. Yeah, did y'all hear that? Now, this is what that war, this is what this thing was about, y'all. I'm going to go back and reread this. This is the second paragraph of the uh, second, the third paragraph, third paragraph of uh, the second inaugural address. We're going to start all over again, third paragraph. Abraham Lincoln talking. One-eighth of the whole population was colored slaves, not distributed generally over the Union, but localized in the southern part of it. These slaves, this is Abraham Lincoln talking, second inaugural address, these slaves constituted a peculiar and powerful interest, these slaves did, he's talking about, four billion of them, all knew that this interest was somehow the cause of the war. Now, you know, uh, we, we we could argue about what caused that war, but this is from Abraham Lincoln himself telling you that the slaves was the cause of the war, period. This is the second inaugural address after 500,000 people dead. All knew that this interest was somehow the cause of the war. To strengthen, perpetuate, and extend this interest was the object for which the insurgents would rend the Union, even by war, while the government claimed no right to do more than to restrict the territorial enlargement of it. This was heavy, y'all. He said that the South wanted to tear the government apart to protect it. Slavery we're talking about. And he's saying his government, the Union, uh, just wanted to uh, preserve the Union and uh, prevent uh, the institutional 
spreading outside of uh, the South. Neither party expected for the war uh, the magnitude or the duration which it has already uh, obtained. This is four years in. Neither anticipated that the cause of the conflict might cease with or even before the conflict itself should cease. Each looked for an easier triumph and a result less fundamental and astounding both read the same Bibles. This is Lincoln talking. This is still the second inaugural address. This man is going through some real, uh, uh, some real spiritual emotions here, talking about uh, what's going on that he's presiding over this civil war, this uh, uh, blood, bloodiest civil war the world has ever known. He's right in the midst of it, y'all, having all kinds of. Uh, 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 Nightmares about it. it. Says each looked for an easier triumph, and a result less fundamental and astounding. Both read the same Bible. He's talking about the North and the South. Both read the same Bible and prayed to the same God. The South, the, the Union troops, the brothers in the South—they all read this. All of them were supposed to be Christian, y'all. Reading the same Bible, praying, uh, praying to the same God. They said he was Christian. That, that you know, history, history, uh, uh, history tells a different story about that. <laughs> Each looked for an easier triumph, and a result less fundamental and astounding. I guess they did. After six hundred thousand people uh, uh, died, both read the same Bible. And pray to the same God, and each invokes His aid. Each one of them praying to the same God and asking God to uh, 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 <laughs> invokes God aid. I'm just gonna read it here, y'all. I don't add anything. And each invokes uh, uh, His aid against the other. Both of them asking God uh, to uh, come fight with me against my brother up north and south. It may seem strange that any man should dare to ask a just God's assistance in wringing their bread from the sweat of other men's faces. Oh, that's every now, y'all. <laughs> y'all got to read this. It may seem strange that any man should dare to ask a just God's assistance in wringing their bread from the sweat of other men's faces. But let us, uh, <laughs> but let us judge not that we may not be just. That's Lincoln talking about it's strange that the slave owners down there in the South is, is <laughs> praying to a just God up top there to uh, uh, come and help them uh, <laughs> a kill to keep other men <laughs> in slavery. That's what he's saying right here, y'all. The prayers of both could not uh, be answered. No, they're both praying to the same God. Now, the South and the North, both of those folks, both of those uh, factions are praying to the same God, asking for that God for help and uh, uh, prevailing over uh, the other uh, the other party. The prayers of both could not be answered. I you you know, what what, what God to do here? What is God Almighty to do? And you got a struggle between, in some cases, brothers. <laughs> 
fighting and killing each other there. Both of them praying to God, talking about help me. Uh, uh, <laughs> help me uh, kill this other guy. The prayers of both could not be answered, y'all. That, uh, that of neither has been answered fully. <laughs> now that this is this is 1865, now second inaugural address of Lincoln. 500, close to 600,000 people dead already. The Almighty has his own purposes, says Lincoln. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must uh, need uh, be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. If we uh, shall suppose that American slavery is one of those offenses which in the providence of God must needs come, but which, having continued through his appointed time, he now wills to remove. This, this, is, this is heavy, y'all. This is Lincoln. He doesn't have some kind of running with the man upstairs here. <laughs> he doesn't have some kind of running with the man upstairs. He's saying that if slavery was uh, something uh, appointed by God, and that uh, uh, that thing that ran this course, and now the man upstairs uh, is removing it, is what he's saying. This is a second novel address, y'all. Y'all go check it out. Y'all go check it out. He now wills to remove, and that he gives to both North and South this terrible war, as a woe due to those by whom the offense came. Yeah, do anybody understand what I'm saying here? anybody understand... Get that second novel addressed by Lincoln and read it and digest it. It's one of the most powerful uh, 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 epitaphs uh, 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 to that Civil War, y'all. This thing here is heavy. This thing here is, this is a person who's speaking from uh, 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 speaking from uh, 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 a place uh, 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 that uh, few of us uh, can ever imagine. This is a person speaking from a, 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 some conversation that he's had with a higher power here, y'all. Y'all, uh-uh, yeah. His, <laughs> he now wills to remove and that he gives to both North and South this terrible war as the woe due to those by whom the offense came. Shall we discern therein any departure from those divine attributes which the believers and a living God always ascribe to him. Finally, we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Yet, if God wills that it continue, all the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword. As was said 3,000 years ago, so still it must be said, the judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. This, this is, this is, this is this is crazy stuff here, y'all. This is real, real, real serious uh, uh, stuff here. What Abraham Lincoln is talking about in the second inaugural address. He he's gonna have a run in with the man upstairs, y'all. 
he has had a run-in with the man upstairs. This is after some 500, uh, close to 600,000 people was dead in that Civil War. And he doesn't have a revelation here, y'all. Talk, uh, yeah, because he understand exactly that it was neither him nor the South driving that Civil War, but a higher power. But God Almighty himself was driving that thing. <laughs> God Almighty himself was driving that Civil War to rid this country of that institution of slavery. And can nobody do anything about it until uh, that thing was gotten rid of. <laughs> He's uh, He just realized that the prayers of those four million slaves have been answered. And uh, uh, when you're talking about uh, the man upstairs, God Almighty, neither satisfied the prayers of neither the north or the south to uh, intervene on their behalf. Uh, what he didn't say there was that uh, the prayers of the four million slaves was indeed answered because they were praying to the same God, too. And they was praying for their salvation. And sure enough, <laughs> their salvation came uh, with the help of uh, an almighty God. Yeah. Lincoln is realizing this. And he's going off of it. He's telling the world about what's going on here. We're going to fit. Okay, this is a paragraph, uh, f- a paragraph four. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right, as God give us to see the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in. To bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle, and for his widow and his orphans, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves with all nations. That, that's Lincoln's second inaugural address, y'all, telling the nation, talking to the nation, uh, what caused that war, where it was at now, and uh, uh, it was the war was drawing down. This was like uh, January of uh, 1865, so that war was coming to an end. But he knew right then, he had had this revelation that, the only way that thing would completely end was that uh, he installed that 13th Amendment in the Constitution, get rid of that institution of slavery. Oh, he had a premonition. He had one of those Daniel moments. Uh, he had had nightmares every night. By, the, by this time in his uh, uh, presidency, he was having nightmares about uh, uh, the, the war and all the killing and what was driving it. And uh, he had uh, somebody, some angel came to him <laughs> and told him that, that war would go on, and everybody involved in it would uh, be killed or slaughtered until uh, that institution of slavery uh, uh, was put aside. Until that institution of slavery was put aside, y'all. That's what uh, was driving that civil war. It was a, a, a something far more powerful than uh, 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 man. Uh, absolutely. Lincoln uh, I told the story here in this address, y'all. Powerful, powerful stuff. Y'all read it. Uh, hey, y'all. Uh, somebody's out here on the line. I don't know who it is. Let, let me see if he's still holding on. We'll try to drag him on here for a minute and see what he's uh, talking about. Hello, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, you on, on the air with the Hushmo? Who, who do I have? Uh, this is Naj, man. Hey, how you doing tonight? 
I'm doing fine, man. How you doing? I'm doing real good. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I mean, you're talking about the, the Civil War, so, you know, I'm, I'm always interested in that. So I kept okay. listening uh, because you were talking about that. And, okay. you know, it, it, there's a lot of amazing things in it that, you know, a lot of people don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, two years after the black soldiers uh, got those guns in their hands and got involved, that 150,000 that uh, Du Bois called the coming of the Lord, uh, mm-hmm. that was a big factor in ending that war. Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, Lincoln actually freed slaves in places he had no power and didn't free them in places where he did have the power to free them. Uh, uh-huh. He made yeah, he made the statement, uh, if I could preserve the Union without freeing one slave, I would. If I could preserve the Union by freeing all the slaves, I would. So that was his primary concern, uh, no matter uh, uh, what. Absolutely. Now, uh, and remember this, too. Uh, Lincoln is speaking from the, uh, the office of the president. That is his job to preserve that union. Now, he didn't care mm-hmm. that much about slaves, and, and you know, but he had a job to preserve the union. Where uh, the slavery thing came in, the South uh, was willing to go to war uh, in order to uh, its property, which was the slaves. And, and Lincoln told them, uh-uh, you can't uh, 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 secede from this union, and you can't spread this institution of slavery outside of your boundaries. And I'm going to do everything. I'm going to kill everybody I can kill uh, to protect uh, the union. He told them that going in. And, and uh, But see, the thing about that second inaugural address, and I wish you would go and read it and kind of dissect it. It's so powerful. Yeah, I've read because, it. yeah it's so powerful. Because neither the South nor the uh, North wanted war. They thought they was going to have a, a, a skirmish that would last two or three months, and the thing would be over. But, but see, the man upstairs, because uh, both the South and the North was praying to uh, God, you know, for his help on their behalf, but they forgot about those four million slaves were praying to God, too, for their salvation. And, and God came yeah, down I, 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 have, I have a hard <laughs> I have a hard time calling those people Christian, religious, or anything when we consider those people at that time. And the Southern, the Southerners <laughs> wanted to expand slavery into the new territories, and the Northerners didn't want to allow that. Uh, the Southerners knew that all of their money was tied into these bodies. Uh, we're talking about billions of dollars. And actually Absolutely. in the 1800s, the area that had the most millionaires in the world was Mississippi. Now, that's something we'll never say again in history. And it was all tied up on the backs of black uh, uh, slaves. All the wealth all the yeah. wealth of the South was tied up on the uh, backs of uh, black slaves now. Uh, uh, well, well, uh, well, the North as well, though, because the North would take the, the raw materials and make they, the finished they, goods and they, then sell them they, to Europe cheaply. And you know what? So they made, and you know what? They, the uh, northern industrialists was in cahoots with the uh, southern planters because they needed the raw material and cheap uh, uh, raw materials uh, uh, to run their uh, factories up north. Hey, hey, listen, uh, 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 you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and it's so strange in how things has turned. And, and today you got the Dixiecrats, the old uh, southern Dixiecrats here in the south, uh, joining in with the party of Lincoln. 
So what you have, you have the old Dixiecrats, the old Southern Dixie, uh, Democrats, the Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee Democrats in the South joining in with Abraham Lincoln's Republic, uh, Republican Party today. And that thing can't work. That's why you see it imploding right in front of our face, because that's a marriage made in hell. No way the South can join in with the Republican Party and, talk, and call it the party of Lincoln and stuff like Marco Rubio's running around the country talking about uh, we got to uh, uh, protect the party of Lincoln. He down in Mississippi today talking that stuff. You go down there and try to put a statue of Lincoln up in, on the state house in Mississippi, they'll hang you. <laughs> they hang you. Hey, you see what I'm saying, man, how, how crazy yeah, this stuff yeah. is? It, right. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing, and it lets you know that Politics and people's incentives to take them anywhere. So the fact that 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 was the party that they needed to be in now, uh, that's what they do. Even though uh, they black hold folks. no hey, man, they running from black folks in the south. They they saw that back in the sixties when Goldwater and Thurman and all them crazy uh, Wallace and all them fools uh, were trying to get away from black folks. They thought they'd isolate us by running to the Republican Party. Hey, you know uh, what goes around come around. Hey, man, I ran up against a, a break right here. I got to let you go, but I, I'm so glad you called in. All right, man. Hey, listen, right. tell a friend about us, the Hushville Black uh, uh, Forum. We come on every Saturday out here from 7 to 9. All right, man. Have a good night. Uh, all right. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, we were up against a break there. Uh, uh, yeah, this whole thing. Hey, y'all, uh, don't get the Hushbo uh, 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 riled up out here. We try to keep this thing on an even keel out there on the Hushbo Black uh, Forum. Our motto is to do it bigger, to do it longer, to do it better. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. But we don't like to get loud. We like to keep everything on an even keel. We love everybody. Although we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent, not because we don't love everybody, we do. Just by extension, being part of that community, we find ourselves advocating for them. Hey, y'all, we uh, we ran up against us, y'all. It's about uh, two minutes to eight. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, and we'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me. Hush, bro. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in Cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hesco platform. It's March, March 5th, 2016, y'all. As of March, uh, is, uh, fastly approaching. Hey, we on spring break, y'all. Hey, you know I'm back in school again. Yeah, we got a spring break. You know how all the college kids go to Cancun and Punta Cana for spring break, uh, well, Panama City, they go all over. They get out of Dodge, y'all, that week they on spring break. But Hushmo is going to Cancun. <laughs> the Hushmo is going to Cancun next week, y'all, on spring break. I don't, but 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 now I, I'm a little worried about uh, that Zika mosquito down there that's uh, causing all kinds of uh, craziness. I, I I'm gonna have my. Uh, my uh, mosquito repellent. I won't be bathed down in it, y'all. I, you know, I that and enamored with uh, Cancun. I've been there several times, but uh, you know, it's a family gathering, so we we're gonna get down there for a week. I need a break, and uh, so uh, next week we gotta plan out how we are gonna do that thing. I think we get back in town sometime. I think we'll be all right for next week's show. I'm just trying to figure it out. I haven't looked at the uh, return schedule yet, but I know we get back next Saturday. So I'll be down there for about five days. It'll be a nice little break uh, just to uh, get away, uh, pick up a few Cuban cigars. Oh, yeah, you can, you can bring Cuban cigars back in the country legally now, $100 worth, legally. So it won't be no smuggling stuff in like we used to have to do. <laughs> Thanks to the president, he done opened Cuba uh, Cuba up. President is going to Cuba, y'all. Uh, I think it's uh, last this month. Sometime last this month, the president is on his way to Cuba, y'all. First president been down there since. I don't know who who was the last American president to visit Cuba. Was it Truman? I don't think Ike ever got down there, except when he was a general. He may have went down there, uh, got a little R and R and R while he was a general. Conducting that Second World War, he may have taken a few days to go to Havana. That was a big time party in place then, Havana. But I don't even know who the last American president to visit Cuba. That's an interesting question. But uh, President Obama is going to be going down there at the end of this month. Uh, and I'm looking forward uh, to making a trip to Havana myself. I, I yeah. I'm looking forward to making a trip down there. I've got to tighten my Espanol up a little bit. I'll be taking another course. I had to drop Spanish last semester. I took it and uh, I started taking it. I had to drop it because it was stressing me out too much. I had that and algebra and all that stuff right behind each other. One of them had to go, y'all. And algebra was an absolute must, so I had to drop uh, uh, Spanish to uh, concentrate on the algebra. I, you know, I've been out of school, y'all, 100 years. So I, I dropped it, but I'm going to pick it back up, uh, I think, this summer. I'll take it and uh, see if I can see if I can uh, kind of mull through it. Hola. Como esta? Usted? Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> hey, I speak a little Espanol. <laughs> Hablo un poco Espanol. No, how is it? Hablo 
un poco de español. Hablo un, par, un poco de español. I speak a very little Spanish, y'all, <laughs> as you can tell. But anyway, I'm going to be taking it back up this summer here because I, I think, you know, as one of my big beefs here uh, with the education uh, system here in this country, I think every kid, every American student uh, should be taking a foreign language starting in kindergarten all the way through. It should be mandatory that they take a second language starting in kindergarten all the way through high school. They, it should be mandatory that they take a second language. It's vital that uh, we start teaching our kids a second language, more, more than just English. Yeah? To compete in, on the world stage is vital. It's vital that we start that right away. And it's no better time to start kids uh, uh Speaking of a language, that when they're uh, young, uh, yeah, kindergarten is, is the right is the right time to start that journey. Well, you you know we're getting some of the craziest stuff out here on uh, out here on Facebook now. I don't know. Some of the stuff is crazy. Yes, yeah, so everybody, uh, uh, the Republican Party, getting back to uh, that for a minute, uh, about them uh, with this new uh, with this new plan that uh, uh, Mitt Romney outlined uh, to cut, uh, somehow cut uh, the Donald off at the path. Uh, he suggests that uh, the Republican voters all vote for Marco Rubio in Florida and uh, turn around and all of them vote for John Kasich in Ohio. And uh, that way <laughs> they go cut the Donald off at the pad <laughs> so that the, at the very least they're going to have this broken convention come June or July, whatever it is, uh, in Cleveland. Uh, we're going to see how that thing play out, y'all, because right now the Donald is still leading in Florida. He done bought up half that state. <laughs> the Donald done bought up half that state. And Marco uh, is supposed to be this uh, big-time senator from Florida. He's been this, uh, the junior senator from Florida. And uh, uh, ain't made a meeting in Congress yet. <laughs> so you need to go to work before you start talking about uh, you want another job. You ain't went to work on the job that you got. Hmm. It's crazy, y'all. Uh. So uh, they they got the Donald in, uh, in front of uh, Marco Rubio in Florida by 20 points, y'all. Shoot. In his own state. Man, I said if he loses his own state, he can chalk it up. That thing is over. That thing is over. If he loses his own state, the state of Florida, he can chalk it up, y'all. Hmm. He can suck that thing up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop the Donald from uh, 
of give, getting that uh, nomination. But like I said, I don't see a nobody over there on that Republican side uh, has any any business at all, y'all, coming within uh, 100 miles of the White House for no reason at all. And they need to kick those two uh, uh, so-called senators out of, out of the Senate. Uh, Rubio and Cruz don't even need to be senators, y'all. And they talking about they want to be president. Come on, one of them is Canadian, first of all. One of them is Canadian. And they talking about they, they want to be president? Come on. <laughs> uh, John Casey, maybe uh, uh, the governor of Ohio, if, if, if I had to vote for one of them at all, if I had to stomach one of them at all, it probably would be uh, Casey. I probably could uh, put up with Casey. But the rest of those characters... They shouldn't uh, uh, be allowed to come within 100 miles of the White House. No, shoot. Come on, y'all. He's talking about... Mm. I don't know. We we got to see. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. But uh, I think the people... I don't think the people are going to, uh, whoa, Bubba, whoa, Bubba, you got a good shot there, you brought that thing back too far, you brought that, uh, I'm looking at uh, the golf thing there, y'all, I got four or five screens going, I'm trying to keep up with the news, you know, we do the sports out here too, that boy just chipped out from the sand, got any golfers in the house? Any golfers in the peanut gallery? <laughs> what kind of what kind of golf you play? You have many handicaps? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we got some golfers in the peanut gallery, y'all. They say they're golfers. I don't know. I the husband's a golfer now. I oh yeah. I <laughs> what's my handicap? It's handy. <laughs> it's handy. <laughs> it's handy, y'all. Uh, we we uh we don't keep we don't keep no handicap. No, we don't we 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 haven't established a handicap. We just get out there and play. We we no, we haven't established a handicap. We just we just get out there and hack the ball around. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to get any golf in down in Cancun or not. We own this uh place where it's all inclusive. I wonder if they throw golf in there. I gotta look back at that and see if golf is included too. Everything it says is all inclusive. Uh to me, that means everything is inclusive. <laughs> they got golf courses around there now. Uh but they 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 come talking to me about it's all inclusive. I won't be signing up for a T tag. I ain't taking no clubs though, see that's the thing. You have to rent clubs and that that's gonna throw the husband's game off. I gotta rent play with somebody else's clubs. That I'm not familiar with. Ain't that familiar with mine? <laughs> I, I'm not too familiar with my my own clubs, and I gotta rent some clubs somebody else's that I never hit. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> That's gonna be a real challenge, y'all. We we have to see if we gonna get some golf in. We 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 uh, we gotta look at it and see. I would like to. I really would like to. Uh, to uh, 
to get around in, but I don't know if we're going to have time. Because, you know, when you go, when I go, my family, my family has got an itinerary already, already mapped out. See, now that's another thing. I, I'm going, well, I'm going with my two daughters. They, uh, they like to plan stuff. And, uh, they, they, yeah, they like to plan. They like to have everything planned out and order and all that stuff. I, you know, I, I like to, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, free will when I go on vacation like that, come what may. But I, my, my oldest daughter, now she, she will plan her whole trip out to a, a T. She'll plan that whole thing. I, I tell her what, what, uh, uh, tour she want to go on and all this craziness. So when she gets there, she got everything laid out. That's good in a way, you know, but I, I like to just have to live. You know, uh, I like to just go, and when we get there, whatever come will come. That's what, that's my motto. But no, I'm going with my family. They, now, I, I ain't going to do everything they do. Oh, no. I ain't doing everything they do. Because I, I, uh, back in the day now, when I was, when I was, back at, when I was, uh, indulging, I'd have a real good time now in Mexico. But, uh, right now I'm just, uh, in a different uh, stage of uh, life, <laughs> so so I you know we'll see. But uh, if anyone uh, ever been to Cancun and went to that step pyramid, T O T, Kuchen, uh, uh city, it's got the one of the Mayans. Uh, Step pyramids. Now, one of the uh, main uh, 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 cities back in the heyday, the Mayan uh, uh, people. Uh, last time we was there, we went out there, we tried to. You can climb up that thing to the top. You know, they got little uh, steps and ropes and stuff you can hang on to and walk out and go all the way to the top of that thing. Well, I don't like height. I got about a quarter of a way up that thing and looked down. I said, oh, shoot, what the heck am I doing here? I turned around and came back down, y'all. <laughs> I, I I turned around and came back down. Now, I don't know if I even need to go out there to see that anymore. Well, once you see it, you don't see it. But, I, uh, you know, we've read about it in school. The only thing that might uh, get me back out there is that uh, uh, we covered it in my uh, World Civilization class that I just took and uh uh, from uh, now that I know a little more about it uh, than I did uh, previously, I may go out there and uh, take a second look at it. I may go just to uh, take a second look at it. But uh, no, I'm not going to be climbing it. I'll, I'll take some pictures of it, but I'm not going to be climbing it. That's a uh-uh, no way. In fact, I got to figure out how I'm going to take my camera. I am going to take my camera. But I, I got to figure out all that stuff. See how it's going to work. Uh, yeah, I'll go out. There. I'll, 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 I might go on one tour because I, you know, Cancun. It ain't that much. You know, they got some good beaches though. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to see. 
the world is that? Some kind of body thing here. Oh, I'm I'm getting distracted here, y'all. I'm looking at something on TV on on a on the on one of the darn monitors there. Grand Bahia Principe Coba, Cancun, Mexico, all inclusive. Let me see if they see if they talk about everything is included, let me see if they got what do they say about golf? <laughs> see if they got a golf thing here. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see what they got here. Now, let's see. Grand Bahamas, Cuba, a booking made between 11 and 16. For arrivals beginning on or after 1, 2, 1, 16, 2. Well, let guests will receive the following Grand Bahamas. We added value package. Private check-in, late check-out, subject to availability, exclusive exclusive concierge, 20% spa discount, exclusive cocktail party. Okay, so let's take a, uh, let's take a, uh, I'm going to look at this. Hey, y'all, it's about, uh, wow, 20 minutes after 8, y'all. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls. So y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the High School Back Tour. Got the High School Back Tour screen. Hey, it's uh, March, March 5th, 2016, y'all. Wow, this year's trying to get away, y'all. It's the third month of the year already. We're right in the midst of the presidential race. <laughs> it's late year. Uh, got an Olympics going on later this year in Rio. I was planning on going to Rio, but uh, I don't know. I, well, right now, it doesn't look like we're in this, uh, moving into the new studio, so that's going to set the hushmo back. That might mess up my budget. Uh, so I don't think I'll be going to Rio. Plus, they got some craziness going on with these mosquitoes, y'all. they telling people don't come down there. Well, if you're pregnant or uh, there's a possibility of you getting pregnant. Now, that ain't the Hushmo. That, <laughs> that, that uh, uh, Hushmo ain't worried about that. We <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that's that's past the Hushmo. We, we, we uh, none of that. So, uh. But no, we uh, don't look like we're going to be able to make Rio this year for the Olympics. And I was looking forward to that. Well, it's not over yet. I, you know, I, it's never say never. I, you know, I say right now, just looking through uh, the the uh, uh, looking through the hourglass. It don't look like we're gonna. Ooh, great shot right there. Who is that? Somebody made a great, great shot. Is that Dustin? That's Dustin Johnson. Great shot. Well, you hold out from the fairway. So that anytime you do that, that's a great shot in golf, y'all. Y'all know anything about golf? Facebook friends, how y'all doing? I want to send my condolences out to Mr. The Palmer family there in Barberton, Ohio. Had uh, someone transition. Uh, old friend of mine. So I want to send our condolences out to uh, the Palmer family. Mr. Vernon Palmer. Uh, yeah. People are checking out of here, y'all. Bud Collins, the old tennis uh, announcer. He passed away. Bud was, what, 86 or something? Yeah, but he passed away this week. Bud Collins said I could notice it out to his family. Oh, yeah, we, we, we don't, you know, we. But, uh, yeah, people are checking out of here, y'all. Uh, anybody see Chris Rock <laughs> on the Grammys? Chris was sharp, yeah. <laughs> Chris Rock was sharp. Yes, he was. I, you know, when people tried to make more out of it than what it was, I mean, he, he didn't go off too bad on them. That can, you know, he got into it a little bit, but he was pretty. He's pretty calm, really. I mean, shoot, I heard him. I've heard worse, a lot worse uh, stuff. 
of Bill than what he, uh, I mean, Chris Rock, rather. I've heard much, much worse. <laughs> I've seen him at his best, you know, but he, he uh, kind of, When was that? That was 228. Uh, last Sunday, was it? Yeah, I guess it was last Sunday night because this is the fifth that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Oscars. We. Chris <laughs> uh, Rock. Uh, but uh, it, it proved to be somewhat entertaining, I guess. I, I just watched the. Uh, I just watched the uh I just watched the monologue and went on. I got a tape, I guess I'll go back and watch bits and pieces of it. I guess I'll go back and watch uh bits and parts of it. I'm I'm not you know, I used to watch the Academy Awards every year. They had such a fuss this year about who was on it and who wasn't and all that stuff. I didn't, uh, you know, I don't uh, keep up with that stuff anymore like I used to. We uh, we got someone holding on the line three four seven. We'll get you at the break. Just keep on hanging. We'll be we'll be right back with you. Uh, Welcome y'all to the High School Black Four. We are uh, coming to you uh, in living color this evening from uh, the ATL. We come to you every Saturday night out here on Blog Talk. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we advocate advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. We do love everybody. We like to get that in. Uh, it's just by extension uh, we find ourselves advocating for that uh, that uh, community, and Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get, y'all. Yeah. yeah. We uh, what else going on in the world, y'all? Uh, let's see, we were talking earlier about. Uh, The vulgarity, <laughs> the vulgarness of uh, the Republican candidates running for president. How in the world could that uh, could it be that they could come on TV uh, and start talking about the size of uh, of uh, their anatomy? <laughs> I, I, you know, I've never heard anything like it to be honest, and I've been following politics for fifty years or more, really more. But uh, I've never heard anything like this. This is. Can you imagine if that was uh, the president uh, talking like that? They tarred feather the president. Y'all run him out of here. If he came on TV talking uh, uh, craziness like uh, uh, the characters we got running for president on that Republican side, uh, stuff that's coming out of their mouth on stage in front of God and everybody, y'all. I couldn't let my kids watch it. If I had young kids, I couldn't let them watch that. That's not even that's not, that's X-rated stuff they're talking about. That's not that's not a family program. You can't even, <laughs> you 
you know, I, I'd be scared to have my young kids watch that. I, I wouldn't allow them to watch it. That's that's that crazy stuff. Coming from the, some potential, well, no, neither one of them has got potential to be president. Uh-uh. So I won't, I won't, I won't throw that in there. But uh, that stuff is just crazy, y'all. And we got to pay attention to it too, because this is one of the most critical uh, elections that I can remember in my uh, in my time. It's, it, the world is dangerous, y'all. There's too much stuff going on in the world to have some flake up there talking about he want to be president. It's just too much junk going on in the world, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking about crazy stuff. Uh, uh, crazy things, y'all. Here's a guy over there in North Korea shooting off of missiles, talking about be ready for a nuclear war. It's what he's telling the country was that. Now, he don't know. Oh, we don't know what this guy will do. Because he's a young dude. He, he you know, <laughs> he took over for his old man. He's 30-something years old, y'all, running the whole country, a nuclear country. And we don't know how stable that guy is. He might fire off a nuclear uh, weapon. Uh, it'll be the end of North Korea <laughs> if he if he ever do. That uh, the world can start writing this history <laughs> of that country because that'll be the end of that place if he ever uh, uh, you know went out on some uh, tirade uh, raid and uh, fire off one of them nuclear weapons uh, bombs he got. Oh, that place would be sunk in the ocean, y'all, in a matter of hours, I'm thinking. But so we live in dangerous times, y'all. And we got we got some real crazies uh, talking about they want to be president. I don't know, y'all. I just don't know. Black History Month is over, y'all. Did y'all learn anything about your black history? I, I don't know how we got a month. Somebody said we, uh, well, really I do. It started back in 1928 with uh, Carter G. Woodson. He came up with it. They, at first it started out a day. Then it went to a week, and we're making progress. We're making progress because it's up to a whole month now. I don't know what the other 11 months, I don't know. That is that our, part of our history? The, the other 11? No? Yes? <laughs> the peanut gallery, y'all. Hey, we got somebody online here. Let's see what they're talking about. Go ahead. You still there? Hey there. Yes, I am. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you tonight? Welcome to the Hushmore yeah. Black. Who we got? I'm doing okay, brother. Um, it's Jimmy Spice Curry calling. I wanted to say uh, quickly that I think Black History Month has great objective. The problem is that there is no nation called black. So what happens in international law and in constitutional law, et cetera, is maybe if we called ourselves Moors or black Jews or Yoruba or people of Kemet or even African-American. Um, so when I, when I hear the term, it, it reminds me that we, we take, took on something that remove some of our uh, merit. For example, Imhotep of Egypt wasn't considered black. He was a, an African Kemetic Egyptian. And even during his time, there was no um, Egypt. That's a term that came up uh, later. And I think regarding politics, we are in an age, again, of personality politics. 
the coolest person gets the vote, the one that can talk the most smack. And I don't think most people are considering the the validity of the statements that the politicians are making. I think they're just voting for party. One group will vote for one side, one group will vote for the other side. And again, black people will be at the bottom in the next so, four years. And so, so, so what are you, so what are you saying? You think we, we have, so you think we have an ignorant electorate? Uh, yes, and that is how it's designed. Um, I think by design, uh, our people, uh, not just black people, even most white people, are ignorant oh, yeah, to... Oh, yeah, 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 in general, we're talking about uh, the totality of the electric. We can't just uh, separate out uh, the 13% of Americans of African descent, by the way, is how I describe myself. Not black, not African-American, not this or that. I'm an American of African descent. And that, yes. that better uh, identifies who I am. But I go back to the Yoruba folks in Nigeria. My DNA does. But uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I Yeah. Speaking of Imhotep, yeah, that was uh, the greatest uh, 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 genius that ever lived. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The highest but, uh, genius. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that black term get uh, better about, and I agree with you 100%, is, is misused. It really, uh, 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 I like to refer of, uh, of uh, people of color, uh, uh, especially the Americans of African descent, uh, as uh, uh, part of that African uh, diaspora, and, uh, uh, and let, let it go at that. That would be, you know, more inclusive of all of the descendants of uh, that, uh, uh, that nation. Uh, but, yeah, and then yeah. It, it, it ties in the Olmec and the Taino and the Arawak and the Yoruba and the, the Comanche Bantu, even. The Bantus you know. and all those folks. And, yeah, yeah. And that's who we are. If we knew our history, um, yeah. we would really be such proud people because all the original cultures from prior to 2,000 years ago were basically black cultures. And in fact, there's even evidence oh, that absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. even even all the Western yeah. religions got the uh, start in Africa. Oh, you know, yeah. when Abraham, the Christian Abraham, when his family got to Africa, they was worshiping a cow. When they left Africa, when Moses was ran out of that place, uh, they had all the religions. They took it with them out of Africa. So all the all the Western yeah. religions had the uh, uh, a start there in Africa. Uh, Abraham oh, yeah. from the Arabian Peninsula, he family got sold into Egypt or whatever, went into Egypt, and uh, they were worshiping cows at that time. But, uh, hey, where you calling from? New York. New York, New York. City so great. Yeah. Name twice. Name twice. I love New York. I love it for a weekend. Now, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but I'd love to get to New York for a weekend. In fact, I'm going to come up uh, sometime uh, this spring and check to play Hamilton. I will, I will oh, okay. Check, yeah, I want to check that uh, play out. And, uh, so we come up, we go up there about once a year, you know, just yeah, to check it out. Yeah, play is on fire. Yeah, yeah. i seen part of it on a show. They had it on, the, uh, I guess it was the Grammy Awards or something. They kind of... Uh, did a skit from it. Uh, yeah, and it shows you how the Latino Hispanic community, whether for better or worse, they work together and they get mm -hmm. so many perks and they push straight to the top. And I mean, it's amazing. I, I encounter them very often 
and uh-huh. some of the tactics I don't agree with, but they get the job done just like the Arab Muslims in my community, they get the job done. Uh, we, we, we need to, well, my opinion, we should evaluate what some of the competition is doing and, you know, when necessary, emulate because the Hispanic people are taking over. We're, in, we're going to be number 10 soon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Our prob- problem is from the history of the country, you know, we're the only one, only segment, the only minority in this country that was ever enslaved in this country. And from after the Civil War, uh, the majority of uh, population would not allow uh, the people of African descent to assimilate into a white society here. That's been a stigma on us ever since. They still don't want us to assimilate uh, fully uh, into the, uh, their society now. Even like you got the Germans, the Greeks, the Irish, they come into the country. Even the Mexican, the Chinese, they come into uh, to this country and they are allowed to assimilate into the society much easier than it is for Americans African descent today, and we've been here 400 years, and still we still have a problem with uh, uh, assimilating into that society because of racism and some of the other deep uh, 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 institutional uh, 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 problems we have here in the country. Hey, listen, uh, man, it's great to hear you. Great to have you call in. Uh, uh, tell your friends about the Hushville Black Forum. We out here every Saturday from seven to nine. We we talk about everything. We're all over the place out here on the Hushville Black Forum. Awesome. I will. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, uh, we coming up on a break, so I gotta cut. I gotta cut it off from here. Though, but uh, call back and uh, 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 chat with us again sometime. Thank you, brother, and you stay strong. All righty. Ciao. We'll talk to you later here. Thank you, bro. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. Uh, we, uh, we're coming right up on a break here, y'all. We got to uh, pay some bills. I don't know how we're going to pay them. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying us. But we're going to take a break. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back after the turn, y'all. Y'all hang in there. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the hospital. Thank you. That's Saturday. March the 5th, y'all, 2016. This year is getting away from us already. Wow. Who? How many more days to Easter? We're in the middle of Lent. How, Lent's supposed to be, what, 40 days? Anybody know? Any? any? Anyway, we got... Uh, Easter is coming up. This year, I'm telling you, this year is about to get away from us, y'all. What is Easter? The last of March or the first of April? I don't know. I, but this month, this year is, is trying to get away from us, y'all. We are getting ready to go to uh, Cancun, y'all, for spring break. Now, I don't know how uh, that uh, Zika mosquito thing is going on in Cancun, but I'm going to have my... Uh, Repellent with me. You did repellent. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I ain't taking no chance, y'all. I ain't taking no chance down there. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting away for a few days. I'm going to try to post a few pictures on Facebook. Y'all go to my website, hushboblack.com. Hey, and get my new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. That's my new book. You can go find it on HushboBlack.com, the website, HushboBlack.com. You can buy it there. And from that website, you can go to uh, my Facebook page and follow us there. Like that page, Hushmo, H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K, Hushmo Black, just like it sounds, y'all. Go to my website, buy my book, tell your friends about it. It's cheap, cheap read, good read, it's timely. This time, y'all, especially with this uh, all the craziness going on in this uh, Republican uh, presidential race, uh, it, it's crazy. Hey, I urge everybody to get uh, to uh, become abreast uh, in what's going on in the political uh, world. It's vital that we get out and vote. Everybody need to get registered. To vote this year, this is one of the most important uh, presidential elections in my lifetime, uh, without a doubt. It's going to be critical that we get out and vote uh, this year for the president. President Barack Obama will be gone. He's leaving office the 20th of next January. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to be there no more. It is vital that we put somebody up there that's going to have our uh, uh, interest at heart, y'all, who have the country's interest at heart. But uh, some of these folks uh, running out there don't have nobody's interest at heart but theirs. That's just a fact, y'all. That's just a fact. This thing is crazy. But, yeah, get involved. You know, get involved. And uh, educate yourself to uh, the various uh, uh, platforms that uh, these uh, candidates are uh, espousing. Uh, go to my website, com. Follow me. Come out here and engage uh, uh, with our, our uh, conversation every Saturday. The Hushville Black Forum come to Yuri Saturday from 7 to 9 on Blog Talk. Uh, uh, 
we uh, we uh, uh, follow current events uh, and news related to uh, the African American community, uh, and that's everything. That's everything that goes on in the country, y'all, is have an effect on us, on the black community here in this country. Everything that go on uh, has an effect on us, no doubt. Don't ever uh, 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 believe that it don't. Everything affects us, especially the presidency. Whoever is holding that uh, office uh, is definitely uh, is going to be relevant to uh, to our well-being here in the, uh, this society. Uh, we got to participate in the political process. we got to have a voice in the uh, political process. And, uh, uh, yeah, we can make a difference. Absolutely. Every vote makes a difference. We can't sit nothing out. I haven't set a, uh, an election out in 50 years. Every Thing that come uh, in my neighborhood, I vote on. I don't care what it is, from dog catcher to president, I'm voting every time I get a chance to. And right now, they're trying to make it harder and harder for people to vote. If you can imagine that, in 2016, uh, states are trying to turn back access to the ballot box. Yeah, they're trying to turn back access to the ballot box, and that's uh, a no-no. We cannot. Uh, afford to let nobody get away with turning uh, 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 back the, the hands of time, not here in this country, yeah. And they keep telling you they want to, uh, their country back. They want to take their country. Take, who are you taking it from and uh, who are you giving it to? <laughs> That's what I want to Who are you taking the country back from? Oh, I know it's not Americans, Africans, because they don't have anything. We're at the bottom of the total pole, so they, they, we ain't got nothing to take. Hey, I ain't got nothing. What, you you going to take what from me? <laughs> now, I ain't going to allow you to take my voting rights. I ain't going to allow you to send me back to the plantation. And I'm not even going back to the motherland. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you stuck with me here now. So, I, you know, but I ain't got nothing for you to take. What are you going to take? You can't, I ain't got nothing for you to take. Not for me. So, who are you taking your country from? And who are you giving it to when you take it? I wish somebody could answer those questions for me. I'm perplexed about uh, who you're taking this country back from. Chief Sitting Bull over there might have something to say about it because he, uh, he claiming that uh, the country was taken from him. Chief Sitting Bull. <laughs> he, he, he can tell that somebody came over here and took his country. Now, and you're talking about taking it back from somebody. Now, what about Chief Sinbull, who claimed that somebody took his country? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's laying claim to stuff. Chief Sittenbull said he wanted his country back. Now, 
He talking about he's been around here five or six thousand years. <laughs> he 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 claimed that he been around there four or five thousand years, y'all, before Columbus came. Chief Zimbabwe said he was here four or five thousand years before Columbus showed up. Now I don't. What about his country? Is anybody going give him his country back? He's talking about taking it back too. He want to take it back. How? How? What? <laughs> how we? How we gonna reconcile all this stuff? Everybody want to take their country back. Everybody want to take stuff back. Who did it belong to? It's crazy, y'all. Uh, it is crazy. This whole thing is crazy now. I, you know, I'm, for the life of me, I can't figure out who in the world are they taking this country back from, and who is, uh, uh, they are planning on giving it to once they take it back. And what about Sid, uh, Chief Sid? How do Chief Sidney play in this whole thing? I don't know. Hey, y'all, uh, it's just about that time. We got this thing wrapped up here tonight, how time flies when you're having fun, y'all. We have certainly had a an eventful uh, 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 night this evening here, uh, an eventful show this evening. Uh, it's been my pleasure to uh, engage in uh, dialogue with you all this evening. We'll be right back here next week, same time, same station. Now, I said that to say uh, we're coming back in town. We're going out of town, and we'll be back serious. So hopefully we'll see you right back here next week. Uh, that be the 12th. Uh, uh, 13th. 13th of March, y'all. The eyes of March. We'll be right back next week at the same time, y'all. Y'all hang in there until then. Ciao. We out of here. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.